The impeachment sham continues as the House hearings lasted over 12 hours on Thursday. Mitch McConnell in the White House will coordinate the Senate's impeachment hearings, which is huge. Andrew Yang is blaming his campaign failures on being an Asian American, and the Colin Kaepernick saga has come to an end. I'm the Conservative on Campus, and this is the Conservative on Campus podcast. Welcome into the Conservative on Campus podcast. Thank you all for joining me again. Episode 2. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever on whatever podcast format you're listening to. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram while you're at it, Conservative on Campus, and on Twitter, Conserve Campus on Twitter. Thank you again for listening. Uh, We're inching closer and closer to the weekend here. And depending on when you're listening to this, it could very well be the weekend. So happy weekend to some of you. Um, The men and women of Congress are going to need, or they're going to be excited for this weekend. They're going to need it as well after they went through an impeachment hearing that lasted over 12 hours on Thursday. The impeachment trial was led by, of course, Jerry Nadler. And they voted this morning, this Friday morning, to pass articles of impeachment. We'll get to that in a second. But the last thing we heard from Nadler last night is that the impeachment vote was going to be delayed until 10 a.m. this morning on Friday. This Friday morning, last night, instead of just making the vote, five-minute vote, he said, well, we're going to push it till 10 a.m. We're going to wait 10 hours. We're going to let our people think about it. It was voted 23-17 in favor of the Democrats. Both articles of impeachment were voted 23-17 in favor of the Democrats, as we expected. So, I don't know what the 10-hour waiting period was for. Maybe there were some Democrats leaning and saying no, voting against the articles of impeachment. So, Jerry Nadler wanted to give them 10 hours to think about their decisions and to make what he believes the right decision. But on thir- on Tuesday, excuse me, the Democrats announced the articles of impeachment against Trump, which are abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Uh, these are very vague and abstract charges, which every president and anyone with any power in Washington commits. Abuse of power is extremely vague. Anybody can have abuse of power. If you are a leader of a company or really anything where you have people working under you or you have interns working under you, there's abuse of power there. If you have an intern go get you coffee, technically that can be abuse of power, right? I mean, I mean that's kind of abuse of power. I mean, I know that's what interns are there for, but if we're getting specific on abuse of power, then forcing a intern or anybody to do something that you don't want to do is abuse of power. So, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, Jerry Nadler... Adam Schiff, I'd put a lot of money down that they've also abused their power. Um, They've also obstructed Congress, if you want to get specific about it, by not allowing the Republicans to have witnesses that they want, the witnesses of their choosing, and that has been obstruction of Congress, if you want to be specific. But these are very vague and abstract charges against the president. Every president has obstructed Congress because they can 
they're not legally required to cooperate with anything that Congress wants them to do unless the Supreme Court legally subpoenas them to do so. So Congress can subpoena, the president can subpoena his lawyers, whoever they want to subpoena, but they don't have to show up unless the Supreme Court legally subpoenas that person or people to show up. And the Democrats, I guess, don't understand this, and they don't understand that there are three branches of government for a reason. There's not two branches. There are three branches of government for a reason. For those that don't know, there's the executive branch, which consists of the president, the legislative branch, which consists of the Senate and House of Representatives, and the third and final branch, for those that did not know we have a third branch, it's the judicial branch, which consists of the Supreme and lower courts. Believe it or not, we have a court system in America that decides if someone should be guilty or not guilty. But obviously the Democrats don't know that because they are running their own little impeachment sham. So they get to decide if Trump's guilty or not, even if he didn't commit a crime. doesn't matter. The Supreme Court's the only branch that can legally subpoena anyone. So obstruction of Congress, me, I mean, it's an impossible charge. It's an impossible charge. You can't charge a president with obstruction of Congress because if you're going to do that, then every president that's obstructed Congress, which, I mean, I don't know the facts, but I would assume that most presidents are obstructing Congress. I know Obama obstructed Congress. Are we going to impeach him? Can we go back and impeach him for obstructing Congress. I mean, he's probably abused his power, I would assume, if he's asked a foreign leader to do something. I assume that Obama's abused his power. But it's a mess, and the Dems have found absolutely nothing, maybe less than nothing, on President Trump. But they know they have to do something. After all of this, they have to do something to help make other Democrats that aren't in the House, that are in their districts or wherever, I don't know, but they have to make them feel good. They have to make them happy. Nancy Pelosi has to make those people happy. Adam Schiff has to make those people happy. Whoever they're trying to make happy in California, San Francisco, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good move to me, but it's the move they have chosen. So they have chosen to go with obstruction or obstructing Congress and abuse of power. And Republican ranking member Doug Collins out of Georgia was furious with everything that happened yesterday and last night, uh, and it prompted him to leave the room at one point. He was so upset. And honestly, I don't blame him. If I had to sit through these impeachment hearings for as long as he has, I would probably be furiated as right now would confirm that that was the most shot and then to see them and then the staff and the chairman have no comment and just sort of go huh this is the problem this is why people don't like us this crap like this is why people are having a, such a terrible opinion of congress what chairman nadler just did and his staff and the rest of the majority who sat there quietly and said nothing this is why they don't like us because they know it's all about games they know it's all about these tv screens it's all about getting in a president because they want the prime time hit this is speaker pelosi and adam schiff and the others directing this committee i don't have a chairman anymore i guess i just need to go straight to miss pelosi and say what tv hit does this committee need to do because this committee has lost all relevance i'll see y'all tomorrow
you can hear it in his voice. He's clearly frustrated. I think he's uh, with many others who are frustrated, not only in the House, but among the American people who are frustrated. And Texas GOP Representative Louis Gomer, I hope I'm saying that right, Gomer, uh, he called this process Stalin-esque. And that's about as accurate of a statement that we've seen since this whole thing kicked off, however long ago it was. Seems like it's been a year since we've been since we started this in the House. But Stalinesque, that's pretty accurate. Um, the left does what the left wants to do. It's a one they've been running a one sided impeachment in the House, and I don't think they understand how much this could backfire on them in the future. The Democrats will they they uh, the Democrats want to make these crazy rules to help them impeach Trump in the House, but they they know he's not going to be convicted in the Senate. So why are they continuing to do this? Why do they even keep trying if they know he's not going to be convicted in the Senate? I would bet that they would. I mean, I'd bet they would get him on censure. Uh, they would probably get him on censure they could get him they could convict him do whatever um but they won't get him on impeachment so why don't they go after him with censure that seems like the logical thing to do but they're not doing it they're not going to do it they're going to go after him with impeachment and it's a losing battle and the fact of the matter is is that they they know that this is a losing battle but they're continuing to try to fight it. I don't know why, but they are, but it's a losing battle, so I don't understand why they're continuing to try. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said the other day that this has been a two and a half year battle, but the quote-unquote crime happened like six months ago. It happened over the summer, so how is this a two and a half year battle if the crime happened six months ago? We all know the Democrats' motives, but now the Democrats are exposing their own motives. Nancy Pelosi openly said that it's been a two-and-a-half-year battle to get Trump impeached. I mean, does impeachment have any real meaning anymore? The Dems, ha- they've wa- the Dems have watered down words and, and terms, and it looks like impeachment is the next term to be killed. They've watered down terms like racist uh, by calling every conservative ever a racist. Even if, I mean, one person, I, I can't remember who it was, they called a, a black person racist against black people. before they And they didn't even know that that person was black. I don't remember the exact scenario. If anybody remembers that, please share it with me. I <laughs> I'd love to share it on Instagram, but uh, if I can find it or if anybody else can find it, but they're just calling people racist just to call them racist, and it's really killing the it's really killing the term. It's watering down the name, um, and I don't think we should be watering down the that word specifically. It's a extremely strong claim, but now if you support a border wall on the southern border, which many, if not all, Democrats supported ten years ago. If you support the president, if you support anything right-leaning, now you're a racist. And based on what the Democrats are doing right now, impeachment will mean nothing in the future. Because all this is is 
we don't like the president, so we're going to run an impeachment trial in the House, and if he gets impeached, he's impeached. If he's convicted in the Senate, then whoop-de-doo, he's convicted in the Senate. Every president from here on out can now be impeached by the House. Depending on how petty the majority in the Senate is, we could possibly see someone get convicted along the way. And that's not how our government is meant to be run. And I hope in the future the Republicans do not try to impeach the next Democratic president if there's nothing there. Obviously, if he or she commits a crime, then they should be impeached. But for obstructing Congress and abuse of power. No one should be impeached for that, especially nobody should be impeached, fired, whatever, especially the President of the United States. But I think this means only one thing for the Americans, the American people, is for everyone not living in New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, these big liberal cities, if you allow the House or the Senate to be majority Democrat while there's a Republican in office, then they are going to be impeached, regardless if there is a crime actually committed or not. This impeachment is a sham. It's bogus to say in fairly clear terms, uh, and it's killing the Democrats' chances in 2020, and they know that. So why are they continuing this sham? Why are they continuing this sham? A 538 poll recently has indicated that there is about a 1.7% margin in Americans that support impeachment over Americans that do not support impeachment. I've seen this number flip-flop back and forth. I think it was a Quinnipiac poll. I think that's how you say it. Quinnipiac poll had a 51% of Americans were not in favor of impeachment. And both of those polls are left-leaning. Many of these polls are left-leaning, so they're going to juice up the numbers a bit for the left. And so that means that if there's a margin of 1.7% in favor of impeachment, it's there's probably an actual margin of 2 or 3% that are not in favor of impeachment. It may be more than that, maybe less, I don't know. They may have just flipped it from 1.7 in favor to 1.7 not in favor, or vice versa. But the impeachment is improving Trump's numbers in many 2020 election polls. If I were running this show, if I were Nancy Pelosi, if I were Adam Schiff, and I was running this show, and I saw that, I would have shut this thing down a long time ago. After, I wouldn't have even had an inquiry vote, because that's when we started to see the tides turn. Hey, Trump didn't commit a crime. There's no crime here. We've read the transcript. You called him out, he called your bluff, he released the transcript, there's nothing here, let's move on. Let's try to figure something out, and let's wait and see if he actually does commit a crime. But, I guess they are, they're doing this so they can say, Trump was impeached. Hey, we impeached Trump. It'll now be in the textbooks. If, if they're as liberal as just about everything else, they'll probably say Trump was guilty too. A chamber-wide vote is expected to be held on Wednesday next week. I will unfortunately miss the shit show because I will be in the air. Uh, 
I'm heading to West Palm Beach next Wednesday for Turning Point USA Student Action Summit. So if you're going to be there, let me know. Uh, I'm going with a group of people from my college. But anyways, I'll miss the vote most likely because I'll be in the air. But it's all but it's all but guaranteed that he's going to be impeached, right? It's all but guaranteed. Well, I think it's favorable. But there are some Democrats that have not made up their mind. There are a lot of Democrats in Trump won uh, districts that could vote for impeachment, or that could vote against impeachment, or excuse me, that w they would vote for impeachment, and that could lose their seat in 2020. I think there are currently two Democrats that have already decided that they're voting against impeachment, and so that leaves us 14 or 15 more. Democrats needed to vote against impeachment, assuming that every Republican votes against impeachment to overturn the vote. And if that were to happen, then that would be perfect. It'd be a perfect way to end this charade for Nancy Pelosi to not even get enough votes in the House to impeach Trump. No, no trial to the Senate, nothing. It just ends, it dies here in the House. Because these... These Democrats want to keep their seats. It's a long it's a long shot, but there are 34 House Democrats, I believe, that represent Trump 1 districts. So I think it's possible because these House Democrats don't want to lose their seat, and if they vote against impeachment, that could very well happen. If it does not happen, then it will go to the Senate and the Republican-led Senate will not vote to convict Trump, which will lead to the Democrats which will end the Democrats' run impeachment, run for impeachment, rather. The Democrats, they're already raising hell about Mitch McConnell, and we haven't even gotten to the House yet, which McConnell's came out and made some statements, so I don't technically blame them, but uh, I hope McConnell draws this out and calls every witness necessary to the floor to expose the left's fake impeachment claims. Uh, McConnell said he's going to work with the White House and Trump's lawyers on how the impeachment trial in the Senate will work, how it'll be run, if any witnesses will be called to the stand, if there are witnesses, who. And some Republicans in the Senate have wanted a quick trial, get it out of the way, no witnesses, run through the basics, get a vote, get, get out of there, be done with it. But there are also others who want to see a long impeachment trial, have it drawn out. They want to see the Senate Republicans expose the Democrats more than they've already exposed themselves. They want to call key witnesses to the stand that have started this, the whistleblower, uh, Hunter Biden, maybe Joe Biden. I don't know. They get paid to do this. I don't. But those are two or three that I definitely consider subpoenaing, subpoenaing, subpoenaing. Is that a word? Subpoenaing? Anyways... Those are three that I would consider bringing to the stand, bringing to the Senate, or at least sending a subpoena to. And obviously you probably won't hear back from them. They'll probably deny it. They won't show up, but at least you can say you subpoenaed them. Uh, I said a few minutes ago that I hope the Republicans don't do this to the next Democrat, next Democratic president. Uh, I hope they don't try to impeach him over nothing or her over nothing so instead of doing this in the future and trying to impeach a future president over nothing get your payback here if you want to be petty then be petty when the trial comes to the senate 
Uh, you know Cocaine Mitch. I know Cocaine Mitch. We all love Cocaine Mitch, right? Uh, run the show how you want to show, run the show, man. And do what the Democrats did in the House. Just flip it. Flip it in the Senate since it'll be in your favor. You can ask any of my friends. I run a conservative organization on campus. You can ask them too if you want. I'm petty AF. I'm extremely petty. So to say I don't want the Republicans to do this to the next Democratic president is probably a step in the right direction. But then again, hey, uh, if you want to be petty, be petty while the trial's in the Senate. Do your thing in the Senate. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I'd be I'd be extra petty if I were in the Senate in this situation. But use the petty to your advantage. Use this trial to your advantage, and be petty in the Senate. And uh, just call who you want. Be petty, but don't roll this over into the next Democratic president or whatever the next situation is, because then that's gonna snowball into a big old mess. And that's not what our government was here for. But that's all the impeachment I talk i have for you today i apologize for the amount of impeachment talk we're at the 21 minute mark of the podcast and we're on impeachment still i'm sorry about that uh, i know impeachment's on the news it's the headline of every thing in the news it, it was the headline of this episode uh it's the main thing that we've talked about so far and probably will be the biggest topic we discuss on the program today and probably for a while I guess at least at least until the impeachment hits the Senate but for non-impeachment news we have Andrew Yang making an absurd statement blaming his campaign failures on being an Asian American we've seen the likes of Kamala Harris and Cory Booker blame their failures or I guess Cory Booker hasn't technically failed yet, but his not being successful on being black, basically calling the Democratic voters racist. And now Andrew Yang's doing the same thing, blaming his campaign failures on being an Asian American. This does not mean Americans don't like Asians. This does not mean Republicans don't like Asians. This doesn't really even mean the Democrats don't like Asians. They just don't want it an Asian or Andrew Yang as their nominee. Uh, he wouldn't beat Trump, so I don't I don't blame them for not wanting him. I think he's a decent person. Uh, he wants to give out free money. <laughs> I mean, I'm a college student, so I wouldn't mind a free dollar here and there, but <clears throat> then again, when you think about it in the long run, in the long term, in the big picture, it's not a good idea for the country. So, I mean, yeah, he's pulling the race card, He's pulling the Asian card, which is the first time I've ever heard anybody pull that card. But yeah, so he's uh, he's pulled the Asian card, and it's just absurd, frankly. I don't know why he's doing it. I guess to stay in the news, to stay relevant, he's going to try to get on the debate stage. I think the next debate's in Los Angeles next week. So he's trying to stay in the news, trying to get those numbers bumped up before next week so he can be on the debate stage in Los Angeles. But I just don't understand. Yang. Yang gang. What are you doing, man? You cannot use this. I mean, this isn't going to help you any. Saying that no one likes you because you're Asian is not going to help you 
get on the debate stage. And maybe it does. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like this is just the wrong way to go to try to squirm your way under the debate stage. I do think he's been screwed over. I do think he's been treated unfairly when it has come to debates, when it has come to publicity and things like that. I think he's been treated unfairly. Um, I don't know if it's because he's an Asian American. Uh, his numbers are extremely low. So that could be a reason why. If he's blaming his numbers on being an Asian American, then I don't know what to tell you. But he needs to get out there and campaign more, have better policy. But in an interview with NBC News, Yang said he thinks his race may have something to do with the media not paying more attention to his presidential campaign. He said, quote, race might enter into it in the sense that my candidacy seems very new and different to various media organizations. Yang continued to say, I think you can make an argument that it's somehow intersecting with some other dynamics. One news organization that has come under particular fire from Yang's supporters, known as the Yang Gang, is MSNBC, who is owned by NBC Universal, who did this interview. And um, this is coming straight from the rep, the article. Uh, they're under fire for having omitting having omitted the candidate's name from polling and fundraising graphics on several occasions, even though Yang has polled better than others in the field who have appeared on the screen. CNN has done the same, and Yang has also been misidentified and misnamed several times by other outlets. So, is the liberal media racist against Asian Americans? Wow. Yang gang, let me know what you think is the... Is the media racist against Asian Americans? That's a crazy statement for Andrew Yang to make. Andrew Yang believes that the media, the American media, the liberal media could be against Asian Americans. Is the liberal media racist? Let me know. I think this is a huge statement by him. Obviously, Cory Booker, I've said this already, but Cory Booker and Kamala Harris have made similar statements. So is the liberal media racist against blacks? and Asian Americans. I'm not quite sure what to tell you. I'm not a part of the liberal media, but I was a supporter of Ben Carson at the beginning of the 2016 election, or his run. I was a supporter of Ben Carson. I was hoping he would get the nomination. I thought he'd do a good job as president. I also thought he would help the healthcare system, which needs a huge boost, but obviously now I see his real character after I've kind of watched everything play out. I don't think he would have been done a great job as president as the liberal media has gotten worse and worse and as everything has just progressed to the point where it's at. I don't know if he would have done a great job in handling all that. I think Trump's done a fine job doing that. Obviously, he's had mistakes, but I think Trump was the best man for the job in 2016, and I think the same thing right now, and I think the same thing when it comes to the 2020 election. But to say that... Wow, what a statement, Mr. Yang. What a statement. Wow. Anyways, continuing on with the racism claims, Colin Kaepernick and his run for a job in the NFL has come to an end. The NFL says the Colin Kaepernick saga has come to an end. That comes from Commissioner Roger Goodell, who said in a statement, It was a unique opportunity, a credible opportunity. He chose not to take it, and I understand that. And I think this was a good move by the NFL to move on from Kaepernick. I think that Kaepernick's had 
Kaepernick has had multiple opportunities to come back to the NFL, and he's kind of denied those opportunities, including this last one where he was granted a tryout by the NFL where he was guaranteed multiple NFL scouts would be there. It was a training, it was a Falcons training facility, I believe, in Atlanta, and he moved it at the last minute, and that forced some scouts to panic and try to figure out where to go and drive across town, which if you've been to Atlanta, if you have uh, suffered Atlanta traffic, you know that's very difficult. And that left other agents saying, screw it, not dealing with this. And it seems like the NFL has taken that stance now. The NFL has said, nope, we're done. We're not dealing with it. If he doesn't want a job, we're not going to help him get a job. So the this is the right move by the NFL. In my opinion, Kaepernick wasn't a very good quarterback anyways when he was released from the 49ers. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but a Super Bowl doesn't guarantee that you get a job after you win two or three games. And I think it was he went he won three games in his last two seasons with the 49ers. A Super Bowl doesn't merit a job after winning three games in two seasons. Sorry, Kaepernick. Sorry to all of his supporters. I just don't think he was a very good quarterback. You can argue the fact that he did win a Super Bowl, and he did. He was very good that year. The 49ers were very good that year. Uh, But in his last two seasons of the NFL, he was not very good, and that's why he's not in the league right now. Not because he's black, not because he took a knee, but it's because he's not very good. I think he did a decent job, though. In his workout, it was probably good enough to get him a backup role or something on the Bengals, somebody who's not very good. But, I mean, he blew it. He blew his opportunity. He ruined his opportunity, and that's his fault. He doesn't get to come to the—he doesn't get to play in the NFL now, and that's his fault, and he can't blame anybody but himself. So, the Kaepernick saga has come to an end as the impeachment saga continues. The Conservatives won in a landslide UK election. So, does that mean the Democrats should be worried? I think so. I think that we're seeing a bigger number of Conservatives in America and even in the UK than we've ever seen before. You've heard people say in the past that Generation Z is the most conservative generation ever. And if that comes to fruition, if that is true, then the conservatives will run parliamentary in the UK and Britain, and they will run the presidency, the House, and the Senate in America for years to come. I think that's a dangerous thing for the Democrats. They need to rethink their strategy. And right now they're going into this impeachment knowing that they're losing. They're going to impeach them knowing that they're losing, and they know that there's a chance that Generation Z could be the most conservative generation ever. And they're still trying to fight this battle. Man, this is this is a dangerous game for the Democrats. And I think they need to play it very, very carefully if they don't want to get... Uh, I don't know another word other than kicked out of, kicked out of office. Because if Generation Z is extremely conservative, like some believe, then... I mean, hey, they're they're gone. They're done. They're done. It looks like they're close to being done in parliamentary. 
uh, as the conservative party continues to win and dominate that. And it looks like they could be on the outs in America as well. So be on the lookout for that. I think this is very important. This is a very important um, thing to look at. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this is a very dangerous game the Democrats are playing. All right, so the final thing I want to talk about, I posted the picture on my Instagram. Uh, it was a picture of Bigfoot, alleged Bigfoot. There was a reported possible Bigfoot sighting in Oregon. Is it really Bigfoot? I don't know. Is it really Bigfoot? Let me know. Uh, go to the Instagram, go to my Instagram page and look at it. Let me know. Comment. DM me if you need to. I don't care. Uh, is it Bigfoot? I think it could be Bigfoot. Uh, is it just a big animal or a extremely large human? Could it be a werewolf? Who knows? Uh, there's a possible Bigfoot sighting in Oregon. It was uh, quoted by scientists as an ape-like creature. Uh, explorers and scientists are on the trail of legendary creature Bigfoot in the forest of Oregon. They say it they might have captured video footage of the beast in an area where thousands of Bigfoot sightings have been reported. The ape-like Bigfoot creature is thought to be real by many Americans. In fact, more than 10,000 people have described eyewitness encounters with Bigfoot in the U.S. over the past 50 years. Around a third of all Bigfoot sightings are reported in the state of Oregon, which makes it a prime target for Bigfoot hunters. A team of experts have been searching for Bigfoot in the forest of central Oregon, as part of the documentary for the Travel Channel. The researchers tracked Bigfoot hotspots, analyzing footprints, and used thermal cameras to hunt for their legendary beast. One of the team members is Maria Mayer, a primatologist at the, the, at the Florida International University. Excuse me. MTSU rival, go Raiders. Uh, she said that an undiscovered primate hiding out in dense... Oregon Forest, quote, is totally within the, the realm of possibility. I think it's also impossible. I think it is also possible. I think it's a possibility that Bigfoot is real. Could he be? Who knows? I mean, until we capture Bigfoot, are we really going to know if he's real or not? No. And, I mean, I guess you don't have to capture Bigfoot, but until there's a live, actual photo that's not touched it's not photoshopped or anything then we won't really know if bigfoot is real but i don't know let me know what you think i wanted to end the show on kind of a light-hearted story that story comes from fox news uh let me know what you think i think uh i mean i think it could be real i think bigfoot could very well be real i think there could be multiple bigfoots out there uh, apparently a lot of sightings are happening in oregon so could bigfoot be in oregon are there any Oregon listeners out here that are Bigfoot followers? Any Bigfoot hunters? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to hear from you and you guys. I also opened my <clears throat> Instagram to a mailbag. Mailbag and questions for the show. A bunch of people gave shoutouts to <clears throat> other accounts. Uh... I don't know if I'm going to give you those shout-outs. I don't know. Let me know if you listen to the show, though, and I might give you a shout-out. Uh, let's see. Yeah. 
same people commenting, asking for shout-outs for not even their account. It's for other accounts. One guy running in Texas, uh, one company, or a guy that founded a company, uh, Epstein page, which I'm sure most of you already follow, if I had to guess. But anyways, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'll be doing mailbag topic uh, discussion questions. Every Before every episode, I'd like to hear from all of you. Uh, that's conservative on campus if you do want to follow. One word, no underscores, no nothing. Uh, and if you have a question for the show, and I don't have it on my story, if I don't have the question thing on my story, then just DM me and say question for the show or topic for the show, and let me know what you want me to talk about. I'll gladly, I'll gladly discuss it. I want to talk about something. I want to talk about things that you all want to hear. So keep that in mind in the future if you have any ideas for topics and stuff. Let me know. If you don't want me to talk about impeachment, I won't talk about impeachment. But that's all I got for you today. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you subscribe, hit the follow button, do whatever, and have a great weekend.